What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Going the Distance podcast presented by ImmaculateSports.com. Twitter is at ImmaxSports. Instagram is at ImmaxSports. TikTok and YouTube, Immaculate Sports. It's episode 35, like the Slim Reaper back in the good old days. <laughs> good old days of when he's on OKC or the dubs? Both. Yeah. What about now? Now not the good old days? Mm, no. 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 Uh, I guess yeah, I can no. seven. He I, does look weird in seven. Like seeing him for all those years as a Warrior fan wearing thirty five seven just doesn't look right off. Seems like you know it was it was only the Yankees in the twenties, right? We're the only team to use up all the singular singular number uniforms. Now everyone's doing it. I mean, look at the yeah. NFL. Yeah. You know? yeah, like everyone's switching to single digits for Seabirds corners. It's yeah, we're but gonna have a lot rules. of retired numbers. In the singles, true. What all if right. we get to like two hundred years down the line and just like no Yankees have all the numbers retired? Like, what do they do? Well, it's they have to unretire. It's like, been about one hundred fifty years, and they have a more. good amount of numbers retired. What if they just don't have any more? They're like, all right, we're on into the hundreds. What if they had negative numbers? <laughs> they probably do like zero seven, <laughs> two point four oh seven. <laughs> all right. Well, today we're going to talk about a lot of baseball. Kansas City's decline. Should you be worried if your daughters are a Braves fan? I don't know. Pools has been DFA'd. We're going to go through it all. Weekly awards, of course. Yeah, it's, it's been an interesting week in baseball. Nothing's, well, I guess a couple crazy things have happened, but mm-hmm. nothing, well, some stuff out of the ordinary actually did happen, so never mind yes. that. But it hasn't been too out of too crazy of a week, but we'll, we'll get into it. Brett's here, too. Yeah, I'm here. Brett Hello. is here. Alex is not. We miss you, Alex. Come back to us one day, please. Alex is playing Madden right now. Oh, nice. Probably just do a pick. He's probably raging. Yeah. Bro! My next layup for this week uh, will be Alex loses his next face of the franchise game. <laughs> That's a good call. But let's get into the opener. My opener is going to be a, a pair of no-hitters that happened within the last week. It was John Means and Wade Miley. Uh, again, their respective no-hitters. Uh, Wade Miley had his, his whole nine innings, had eight Ks, one walk, and... John John Means had his nine innings and twelve strikeouts, but no hitters for both those guys. I think it's their first for both of them. Yes, I believe definitely Means and pretty yeah. Miley as well. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's been the year of the pitcher to say the least. Oh yeah, and you know what? I think I'll get into this a little later for the awards, but it's the guys who throw cutter changeup heavily are getting a lot of outs this year. All right, Fair. but anyways, mine is going to be the Jets rookie mini camp. I've been back-to-back Jets, but i got to be excited. You know, Zach Wilson so far is the only rookie quarterback to show up to this minicamp. Not every team has had one yet, but he's putting in the work. You know, he gets to work with Elijah Moore. His new running back, uh, Michael Carter from UNC. Has he been throwing any balls to the DB, Michael Carter? No, he hasn't. Because he doesn't throw any interceptions. <laughs> okay. Not yet. <laughs> Bookmark that. We'll, we'll come yeah, back we'll, to it we'll in September. That. Yeah, we'll come back to that one. But for me, it's going to be the Warriors clinching a spot in the playing NBA tournament. You know, we, we, we went into the season pretty high expectation. Clay gets hurt. Uh, we went from what was probably going to be a surefire playoff team to fighting for a spot in this playing tournament. Right now, I believe we were the eighth seed set to face the Lakers, which would be an amazing matchup in the first game of the playing tournament. Oh, yeah. Steph's been going crazy. I'm sure the NBA loves this. It's going to be great for ratings. And I'm excited to see a Lakers-Warriors playing game. Big win against Utah last night. Mm -hmm. How about that, boys? Yeah. Almost a choke, though. Jordan Clarkson Clarkson tried it. He had 42 last night, I believe. He went off something like that. But it doesn't matter because Steph is God. And 
That's the worship or the religion we worship. It's stephism. Skyler, sure. What's the age report? So, uh, some interesting news today. The president, John Fisher, of the A's, of John the A's, Fisher, yeah. uh, <laughs> is given the Howard Terminal one last shot before he tries to move the team to Vegas. And you know, we all know we've we've heard the reports. They've been trying to go to Portland, not like hundred percent. But now seeing it on paper, seeing guys like Schefter and Rosenthal and it popping up on ESPN, it's starting to scare me a little bit. It's true. Because this yeah. might be real. This, uh, I, I have a quick, was it confirmed that it would be Vegas? Without, no, it's not confirmed okay, no, anymore. Sure. I think Vegas would make the most sense. Vegas but. is the, the leader right now, but mm. they, this whole kind of thing is, it's kind of more of a smokescreen, I think, uh, to kind of push the so. Howard Terminal to actually, like, make a decision on what it is because Oakland three years ago had the Warriors playing, the Raiders playing, and the A's obviously playing there as well. Now it's just the A's, and if Oakland loses the A's, it's just going to be a joke of a city. And the, you know, Oakland was trying to gentrify itself the past 10 years, and already with the loss of just when the Warriors left, it was starting to go to shit. Yeah, especially with how good the Warriors had been in yeah. Oakland in the past. I mean, the Warriors were the biggest thing in Bay Area sports just mm-hmm. because of how good they were, the dynasty that they created. I mean, the Raiders, obviously, football. Football is the biggest of all three sports, so mm-hmm. losing them was a huge deal. The A's are probably the lowest of all three of those teams, but being the only team left, it's got to be a priority to keep them around. Oh, yeah. Uh, Libby Shaft, it's on you. Or, is that her name? Yeah, yeah. I think that's right, Libby Shaft. Shaft. It's, it's something like that. It's definitely Libby. Her name the, is the, mayor, the mayor of Oakland, yeah. What's her name? I think it's Libby Shaft. I think that's the chick we went to middle school with. <laughs> it's something like Shaft. that. Shaft. Okay, Shaft. That, yeah. that's that's a little more comforting. Yeah, something All right, like and that. You know, the A's, we will get into them a little later. All right, let's get into where's your head at. All right. So the first thing we're going to talk about is the Kansas City Royals, who we thought were on a roll. Well, they were on a roll, and now mm-hmm. they've kind of hit their ceiling, hit their wall maybe. What do you guys think about this? Is this the end of the Royals' little Cinderella story? They didn't just hit the wall, Kyle, they hit the fan. Uh-huh. Let me tell you about Kansas City. The pitching's not horrible. Okay, Danny Duffy, 4-2 with a 1-2-6 ERA and 40 Ks. Mm-hmm. is great. Brady Singer's been doing his thing with a 3 ERA. But like I said, last time we talked about Kansas City, the bats are horrendous. At the time, Solera was the only one hitting the ball hard, and now he's hitting, let's see, uh, under the Mendoza line. That's the Mendoza line is 200 for yes. people that didn't know. Yes, and the only player doing anything right now for them is Salvi Perez, which I guess if you know one player goes off for you, you would hope it's the guy you just paid. But yeah. other than that, Kansas City is in trouble. Yeah, I mean, you look at their averages across the board. Carlos Santana, he's been okay hitting 265, but you can see, like, with Merrifield in 267, for most guys, that's good. Merrifield's been a close to 300 hitter the past couple of years. They're missing Mondesi. Ben Intendi's kind of having a bounce back year, but it's up and down the lineup. You know, bounce back for average? Yeah. But it, it's they're not scoring any runs, yeah. you know? I mean, uh, you look at the, the biggest problem is they have no power yeah. in mm-hmm. this lineup. In today's game, you know, the home run kind of dominates the offense, kind of home run strikeout. That's like, that's the results that you're almost looking for at this point, which kind of sounds weird. But, you know, Selvater Perez leading the team with seven. They got a, got a six. They only have... I believe eight guys on the roster with a home run, which isn't great, and just not a lot of power production up and down. So, yeah. 
and, and it's not going to win you a lot of ball games right now. Yeah, power was definitely something that was a struggle for them last year, and they tried to address it in the offseason by getting Carlos Santana and Benintendi, but both those guys, they're great hitters, or good hitters, but they're both not primarily power guys. Obviously, Santana can reach about 30 home runs if he has a good season, but... I mean, that's not what he's up there to do. He's up there to have good at-bats, and same thing with Benintendi. Yeah. And like Brad said, in today's game, it's a three-outcome world where it's either strikeout, walk, or home run. That's all that really matters. So I think the Royals will... Well, if we if we just didn't see their whole season so far, we were in a coma. We woke up, and we saw them... They were about 500. We came yeah. under 500. We, we're like, okay, that's around yeah. expectations, but with how their season has gone... Uh, as far as streakiness, it's. I think this is about where we're going to see them for I, the rest I of the I mean, way. to be fair, I expected this like current state of the Royals to be what they were like all year. I think they started off very hot. I didn't expect them to keep up with that, just mm-hmm. given their roster. Their pitching has been decent, as Skyler said, but this just isn't a very good ball. It was like I said, I couldn't figure out how they were winning games the last time we talked about them. I was looking at all their statistics, and then I moved to advanced statistics. just didn't make sense. Now it does yeah, because <laughs> they've been losing a lot. I think they're losers of eight in a row or nine in a row, something crazy like yeah. that. But Nine out of ten. Yeah, let's get to a, a team now that we definitely did not have the same expectations as the mm-hmm. Royals. It's the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah. Team was on a roll to start the season, and we didn't even, it didn't even feel like they were that hot. But they haven't really hit a wall, but they've been, they're floating they right around 500 right now. So when, if you are a Dodgers fan, when, where do you start to worry? Uh, Dodgers fans, don't worry. It's going to be all right. What's happening is the Dodgers are realizing they can't go for that 2001 Mariners record anymore. And it's tough, but you got to remember there's 162 games. And uh, losing Dustin May is tough, but they're one of the only teams that has seven capable starters on the roster. Um, I got uh, kind of a bold prediction for you guys. Uh, The Dodgers play at the Giants, I believe, on May 21st three-game series. I think after that series, the Dodgers will be back in first place. All right. They'll be all right. Yeah, if I'm the Do- if I'm a Dodgers fan, I'm not worried either. Too much talent on this in- on this roster, excuse me, to, you know, continue. Yeah. Like Scott said, they haven't been, I mean, they've been bad for their standards. I, I think that's fair. Um, Mookie Betts, he's been struggling a little bit. He's going to turn around. Muncie betting 219. All guys who have been proven good hitters in the league over the past couple years. I fully expect all of them to bounce back. I still think this team wins the division relatively easily. Right now, the Giants, hot team. Don't see them keeping up, you know, the whole season. I, I'm, I'm not worried as a Dodgers fan. They have too much pitching, too much hitting, not to be good. Yeah, I'm not really worried as a Dodgers fan, unless Cody Bellinger comes back and they're doing the same thing, which mm-hmm. is going to be two months on the line, which I do not see it happening. But if, if they get to the spot where Cody Bellinger's back, they're not within, like, five games of first. That's where I'm kind of like, okay, what's going on with this team? What, yeah. what are they doing wrong? Because they have been injury plagued so far, not just with Cody Bellinger, but with guys like Gavin Lux. I think Chris Taylor even missed a bit of time. Mm-hmm. And we know Dustin May's out for the rest of the season. So they have been battling some injuries. But for a roster this good, even with those injuries, being 500 is not something that I kind of see as expected with this squad. And uh, especially, they still got Walker Bueller. Clayton Kershaw and Trevor Bauer yeah. just chilling in the rotation. And they're all balling the out I mean, right now. Yeah, to, to that point, I'm looking at the, like, all four of those guys Kyle mentioned have a 3.6 or lower ERA. Two of them are in the 2.5, 2.6 range. Those are all good. Those are all going to play. Once the lineup gets going, it's it's mm-hmm. going to be scary. 
Yeah, another team that has a good rotation that we had similar ex expectations to as the Dodgers is the Atlanta Braves. And they're in the same spot where they kind of just they haven't hit their, their stride yet this season. I know Mike Soroka is out, but that doesn't seem as big as an injury as Cody Bellinger does, obviously. So where do you start to worry if you're a Braves fan? Right now, I'm going to say don't worry yet. Uh, this regime historically doesn't heat up until the second or third quarter of the season, like we've said on the show before. Uh, Acuna's playing like an MVP. The pitching's coming together. Max Freed just dropped his ERA from 30 to 8 after two yeah. all right starts. Uh, and who Oscar? Hey, Oscar. Oscar What's his name? He, he he a, runs. Yeah, yeah, Grand Slam for himself. Talk about helping out the pitcher. Pitcher who rakes. Exactly. Okay. But I will say... If they're in third place in the East at the All-Star break, they're going to be in some trouble because the NL Central is better than everybody thought. Yeah. So it's going to be hard to grab a wild-card spot. Um, I'm still not worried if I'm a Braves fan. It's kind of been the opposite story of the Dodgers. I think the Braves lineup has been putting up good numbers, led by Acuna, who's probably the favorite for the NL MVP right now, mm -hmm. if, I, if I had to put a bet on it. But they've been missing Soroka. Max Reed struggled to start the year, but he is back now. I think he's going to... I don't think he's going to be a top dog like everyone maybe thought after last year, but he's still going to be a good two or three, maybe even a really solid four for that uh, rotation, which is very deep. Uh, Morton. Morton's a guy who's always been better in the playoffs than he is in the regular season. He's a big game pitcher. Oh, yeah. Clutch. I, I think getting Soroka back would be a big deal. You know has been great. Ian Anderson's been really good. Drew Smiley, no one expects anything from him, but he's been pretty awful. <laughs> like, yeah. th this, this team's going to get hot. Like Sarah said, second half team. Last year, they were probably the hottest team going into the playoffs and gave the Dodgers a run for their money in the championship series. I'm still not worried as a Braves fan. Even if it does come in a wild card spot, that's a scary wildcard team who I think, you know, could make a deep push. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with, with with these teams that are this good and a possible wildcard team, that that's a failure of a season if you end up in that game because you do not want a 162-game season to come down to one game in October where literally anything can happen. We know all about that oh, one. Oh, yeah, exactly. And for the Braves, fan, Braves fans, I wouldn't worry that much because the rest of your division isn't really doing too much. Like the Mets, if they were... I think the Mets lead that division. If they had mm -hmm. a record such as like the Red Sox or the A's or the Giants, I'd be worried. But as of right now, when the Mets are just three games over 500 and you're sitting one under or one over, not a problem. Yeah. And I think the consensus here is still early. Let's relax. Yeah. But, you know, we got to talk about it. Yeah. We got to. Mm -hmm. But I think you definitely, have, if you're a Braves fan, you definitely have to be like, okay, what's going on with this team? They got so much talent on both sides of the ball. And it's just, it hasn't really been there so far this season. But I, I assume this team will kick it on. Kick it into gear. Hope so. They're yeah. fun to watch. Yeah. Switch gears. Yeah. Let's take it to halftime. All righty. Welcome to halftime. We're going to start off with some very big news. If you are a fan of young players or... Seattle baseball or just Jared, baseball in general exactly yeah. Jared Kalanick number three prospect in baseball is getting the call on Thursday this is exciting we thought he might get screwed with surface time but he's getting the call pretty early earlier than I expected yeah may, may kind of make sense with it yeah I mean, that's I think that's about the time that we saw Chris Bryant called up and that's probably the most notable service time call up in the last few years yeah and uh, Dilly if you're listening to this one congratulations you got yourself a gem 
And yeah. Julio Rodriguez is on the way. Yeah, he'll, so. he'll be next year probably, right? Or yeah. maybe two. But I'm excited to see Clinic. Five-tool guy. I, I hope he, he breaks. I hope he's not that great because the A's got to face some 17 times a year. But unfortunately, I think he's going to be really good. I hope he gets oh, yeah. traded. <laughs> Send him back to the Mets. It's funny how the, the Mariners got him, though. Uh, Edwin, Diaz. Hugo, Edwin Diaz. Edwin Diaz. Yeah. hasn't been that great. I mean, he's no. been okay, but... He's been okay, but not like... Not the dominant fifty save closer. Not that. fourth overall prospect. Cano's obviously suspended for the year, so Nats are probably regretting that one. Oh yeah, for sure. But uh, star in New York. Speaking of the Mets, actually, Jacob Degrom heads to the injured list with a lat strain. Yeah, lat yeah. strain. Yeah, I was watching his uh his pitching performance on uh I think Saturday or Sunday, but it is one day over the weekend, and he. He went 12 up, 12 down in that start, and then in the fifth inning, he had three walks. But the mm-hmm. whole time, even 12 up, 12 down, he was missing with his pitches and getting mm-hmm. to uh, not not heavy ball counts. I think he had 39 pitches in four innings, but no matter what, if Jacob DeGrom's in the game, he's not going to get hit around just because of how good his stuff is in yeah. general, hurt or not. Even with a lat strength. It's, yeah. ju- it's just control, honestly, with him, and you could tell in that fifth inning that he just didn't have it. And so, DeGrom's on IL shouldn't be He's one of my favorite players. Yeah, shouldn't be too long, though. Uh, Hopefully, he's back within a couple weeks, maybe maybe even less. And I I know Corbin Burns is returning to the mound tomorrow, I think. Well, actually, that's probably two or three weeks, right? Yeah. I had to guess. I I wouldn't guess it would be much longer than 10 days. It all depends on the pitcher. Another thing, too, before we get into the next one. Yeah. Fernando Tatis gets COVID. Yes. uh, Along with Jerks and Profar and Jorge Mateo. So his former players, not Tatis, but Profar yes. and Mateo, get COVID, and obviously Tatis is the headliner here. He's gonna be out for however long it that's takes. The, they're that's already struggling, negative. so that's yeah. You know what's tough. funny? Like, obviously they're gonna miss all of those guys who are all middle infielders. Yeah. I mean, Profar plays outfield, so does Mateo a little bit, but all primarily. They still have Cronenworth and uh, Kim. And Kim. Kim. Like, it's not like they're yeah. horrible. Kim gets at a shot. Position, but yeah, I'm actually excited to see him play every day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyways, some uh, sad baseball news. Two uh, generational power hitters, I would say, for the past. You can say what you want about the second guy, but yeah. we'll, let's just get through it. Pujols, DFA'd. Todd Frazier, DFA'd. Let's start with Pujols. Um, I think this is the right move. Jared Walsh gets some ABs now. More. He's, well, he's been yeah. playing every well, yeah, exactly. He's been raking, and but now he gets to start. Now, now there's just no one behind them. They don't have the pressure, I think, of playing Pujols, who was in the last year of his 11-year contract. I would like to see Pujols go back to St. Louis. I don't think he'd play in St. Louis that much, but yeah. I think it would be a good way to end Honestly, his career. Honestly, guys, I think he's just going to sign a one-day contract with St. Louis. Wouldn't surprise yeah. me. But uh, the interesting... Sorry, go ahead. I don't know what the corresponding move was for Pujols uh, getting DFA'd, but th- this could be something for Joe Adele, too, because even though they don't play the same p- positions, Walsh just has been playing outfield. Yeah. He, he can go to first base now. O- obviously, Otani is going to be playing DH pretty much every day, and that gives uh, an open spot for one of the best prospects in baseball the last few years. Mm-hmm. And so the former Marlins... President, I forgot his name, but he was there. No, before him. From uh, 2002 to 2017, he says they tried to sign Pujols in 2010. Pujols was actually three or four years older than he says he is. So I this is, it. and 
no one really cares. <laughs> surprise me. He says everyone does this in the DR because they can't find the records, and it didn't bother him. He still want he still would have signed the contract. It's just interesting thinking that this guy could be forty four, maybe forty five. Well, have you Looks seen good, have you seen pictures of him as a rookie? He's jacked. He, 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 he was huge. He, I think he had like the full like goatee, like already like he did not look like a rookie. He looked like a thirty year old guy out there. I mean, he wasn't thirty. I mean, he's probably mid twenties if that's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. But still, yeah, like so he's like, he was eighteen, early twenty two. If we're looking like at that. at this, and we see a guy like Jason Dominguez, who at sixteen was bigger than anybody I've ever seen on this planet. Oh, it's possible. Then he, he well, he's also like he's big, but he's not like. Ripped, you know, like he he's he's jacked, but he's not ripped. Yeah, he's not cut. So he could be eighteen, nineteen right now. I mean, he is like seventeen right now. So yeah. he, he could yeah. be like nineteen, twenty. Well, you know, it, Miguel Tejada was what three years older than he said. Something like after he won the MVP, they took up his files or something. Buddy Heald's a year older than yeah. what he originally said, but that's obviously a different situation. Yeah, it's just it's just that it makes so much sense why, you know, if he's really 44, 45, that's why he couldn't hit for his life the past three years. He's Okay, the second guy we want, I want to talk about, though, is Todd Frazier. Um, you can say what you want about him. I guess I wouldn't argue that he's not a generational hitter, but he was one of the best power hitters of the 2010s. He, he, yeah. had, he had a couple year stretch where he, uh, at the end of his tenure in Cincinnati, when he won the home run, home run derby, he was, very, he was yeah. very good. He, yeah. He obviously had a lot of power. I don't know if we'd call him a generational hitter. But he was a guy I enjoyed watching. He he played he, he played the baseball game of baseball in a fun way. So yeah. yeah, and that's about all I have for that. Two guys gonna be sad to see him go, but uh, legends in their own ways. All right, and some football news for you. We're gonna do I guess every week until something happens. An Aaron Rodgers update. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Devontae Adams spoke. He's not very happy. He said yeah. if Aaron Rodgers isn't there. He might force his way out, so mm-hmm. that will be interesting. Yeah, this is where I kind of need Paul to make a pitch. Uh, <laughs> Monte Adams is, hey, Vegas is awesome. You get to play for college quarterback, one of your best friends. He was a Niner fan growing up, I think. I mean, wow. Trey Lance wasn't his college team, you know, <laughs> I'll tell him that. And uh, Paul's like, Darren Waller, man, you can play with Darren Waller. No, the way I interpreted that interview, though, was I don't think Devonta Adams would try to force a trade, but I believe his contract up in two years. And he said if Rodgers in that, then he'd be willing, or okay. more willing to, you know, explore other options. That's yeah. the way I interpreted it. Uh-huh. Like, just, I, I think it's 2022 when his contract ended, mm-hmm. but still. Now, I was, I was messing around looking at some uh, betting odds for stuff like Rookie of the Year next year, mm-hmm. early Super Bowl odds. And the Packers still have, like, the third best odds. Oh, man, Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah. Their, their team is, is this, and, and yeah. The, but I'm telling you right now, if you're, look, if you're looking to make a bet, that wouldn't be the bet I'm making. Yes, I agree. All right, uh, some more football news. Boomer, Chris Berman, signs an extension with ESPN. My guy. That's oh, my yeah. guy. Kyle met this dude in Hawaii, correct? Yeah, playing golf. Yeah. He's just, he's he's a big reason for why a lot of us started watching ESPN. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we thought he was gone a couple years ago, retired, but he's coming back. One Side projects for ESPN, but he's, we still see him. Yeah. You know, he does the two-minute drill. I know. Go ahead. Uh, kind of something that doesn't really relate to Chris Berman, but we, we talked about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. It, it, it's, it seems like the whole Deshaun Watson situation, while still being relevant, is kind of just slipping out of our minds. That's mm-hmm. true. I mean, not me, but... 
yeah. the average fan. But it's it's not like the <laughs> that used to be the thing that we look at every single day. Oh, what's going on to Sean Watson nowadays? It's, it's like it, going on we've progress. kind of accepted that he's not going to be doing anything for a year or two. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Skeller's original prediction about uh, him just not being on a team this year kind of makes sense here. Thank you. I mean, the latest news this is from Rich Eisen mm-hmm. is that there Just there's an expected to be a settlement in the Watson case, which wouldn't surprise me. That's but you know, everything's still out there though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the article right here says you can hear a pin drop on the Deshaun Watson. I I think the NFL world as a whole has kind of, and I think the Rogers news was a big part of that. You know, like Watson was like the top dog mm-hmm. in the quarterback market. Like still that one, Rogers is kind of taking that role. Yeah. So I. You know, and Wilson's kind of just—it's gone. Yeah, like it's not even. Wilson, I don't think Wilson was ever going to move to be fair. Right. Yeah, it, it could happen down the line though. Maybe yeah. two years or so. We'll see yeah. how it goes. If Seahawks eventually blow it up or whatever they want to do, obviously Wilson be Rams could blow it up too. If yeah. if I were a Raider fan though, with Watson and um, Rodgers being out there, I, I know um, Rodgers had three teams: the Niners, Raiders, and Broncos. If either of those guys somehow finds their way to the Broncos, if the Broncos are in new mm-hmm. quarterback, I think the Broncos become a very scary team. I think they're pretty I'm good. Sure. The defense is set. I think they're a pretty good team all the way around, and I think Drew Locke is probably the, probably the guy holding that team back. I think Drew Locke's the guy there, man. <laughs> I think they got to give this guy a ten-year extension. I mean, going against them every year is just so hard man right. we, we know your opinion I'm, imagine that imagine that division though with herbert mahomes and one of those two guys and the raiders are i think a solid team i don't think they're a bad team at all but that that might become the best division in football if one of those two guys goes it could it could yeah. but anyway some college football news that actually uh kind of got swept under the radar tennessee tackling machine linebacker henry 2020 from sacramento oh transfers to bama he had Let's see, 80 tackles, two sacks, a pick, and pretty much the only reason people watch Tennessee the past couple of years. Jared Guantanamo. No, he's he's long gone. But this is interesting, you know. Uh, Alabama, already a scary team. They've been using guys like Mac Wilson, Dylan Moses, who have come off injuries and haven't been 100%. Having a guy like this leading the defense is kind of scary. Yeah, it's kinda a big scary. transfer, too. Oh, yeah. And the last thing I'm going to talk about Play-in projections for the NBA. Uh, next Tuesday is going to be when the play-in game starts. It's going to be 7 against 8 and 9 against 10. Winner of 7 and 8 gets the 7 seed. Loser plays the winner of 9 and 10. And right now I'm trying to pull up the standings. I have it right here. Okay, go Are you ahead. Do you want Eastern or Western first? Uh, we'll go Eastern right now. Currently, uh, we'll go with the 6 seed first because, you know, there's always a chance. The Heat currently sit at 37 and 31, but 7 through 10 are the Celtics, Hornets, Pacers, and Wizards. I would expect those four to remain. So it would be Celtics versus Hornets and Pacers versus Wizards. Well, uh, it would be exciting to see uh, Washington. Yeah. If I had to make a prediction, I I think with Jalen Brown out for the year now, which is big news. That is crazy. I'd take the Hornets to win that game with the middle ball back healthy. I think the Hornets are... Better when both of these teams... I mean, if both of these teams are healthy, I'd take the Celtics, but i take the Hornets right now. And I don't know. I think I'd have to take Russell Westbrook and be able to take the Pacers, which would set up a Celtics versus Wizards. And I think I'd take the Wizards. I think the Celtics will not make the top eight following the playing game. Eastern Conference should get uh, pretty interesting here at the end. Yeah, that's true. 
something I really haven't been paying attention to because when baseball's on, I'm watching it. Oh, I agree with that, yeah. If basketball's there, I mean, I'll, I'll pay attention to the Warriors, but besides that, it, it's, there's not really anything in mind. But what about the Western Conference? Yeah, speaking of the Warriors, Warriors currently sit at the 8th seed and would be playing the 7 seeded Lakers, who appear mm. pretty much locked into that position. Portland, two games up on them. Portland's hot winners of four straight. So that would leave a Lakers versus Warriors, and right now it would be a Grizzlies at 9 and a Spurs at 10 matchup, which also looks like it will stay the same, barring the Pelicans making a late push. But I believe they're two games back right now. So I think the Lakers beat the Warriors if LeBron and AD are healthy. It's been kind of a matchup nightmare for the Warriors when they played this year. And this the, the Grizzlies versus Spurs one is a very interesting matchup. Two pretty slow-paced teams. But I think I'm going to take the Grizzlies, John Morant, outdo Popovich, but I think the Warriors beat either of those teams, whoever wins. So. It's looking like it. You know, it's interesting finally seeing things fall into place, because the NBA season has been so scattered. Yeah, sure a lot of injuries and stuff that's kind of been taking a toll on teams, obviously. Mm-hmm. Fully he- healthy Lakers team. Uh, that's a seven it seed. Think, uh, somebody that's known all about basketball to know that that would not be a seven seed team if if they were all healthy. I mean, assuming the Lakers win that, it sets up a Lakers versus Suns matchup in the first round. The Suns, I, I think the Lakers win that matchup. That'd be so bad up. for the Suns. I, I think the, Sun, the Suns, you know, the last couple of years, have, you know, they've been making strides, and I think it would suck, but I think they'd go out in the first round. Yeah, Chris Paul in the playoffs, don't mix. We've seen this before. Might see it again. All right, well, that's going to wrap up halftime. Thank you, Brett. You're welcome. For that. Description. It's beautiful. <laughs> All right, uh, take it back, Kyle. Sorry, I just I got blinded by the fact that Elvis Andrus just got an RBI base hit, and that does not happen too often. <laughs> Be a fan. It doesn't take much, or it, it takes something quite a bit to to get me unfocused here. But Elvis Andrus getting a hit. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's honestly should probably be the number one thing we talk about. This and if week. you're still listening, thanks for hanging in. We're kind of going a little off topic here. Yeah, but let's get back to it. We're talking about a team in the A's division. It's mm-hmm. the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Uh, we're off to a hot start in the season. Kind of slowed down. Their bats are good. The pitching isn't the greatest. And they're sitting two games under 500 right now. Currently last in the AL West. Do the Angels go back into contention, or are they already the Angels that we've seen in the last five years? I don't think the Angels are done, guys. Only four games back from Oakland. They've been streaky. Also, like I said earlier, Jared Walsh is getting more ABs now. He's going to start, and he's been tearing the cover off the ball. Otani still healthy, and Rodon, not Rodon, Rendon should be coming back here pretty soon. Sure. So I, I wouldn't call it over yet. The thing with me for the Angels is their best players are going to find a way to get hurt. I, I think yeah. Trout will end up on the IL at some point this year. He seems like he does every year. I hate when Trout goes on the IL. I see the guy I love watching play, even though he's in the division. Otani hasn't been able to stay healthy. They are pitching him less, which I think is a good thing overall. Mm-hmm. He's been killing the ball as a hitter. Oh, yeah. And I don't think he should pitch. That's just my opinion. I know he throws 99, but... More you, than that. I know, but you got to find a way to keep him healthy in the lineup. And Rendon, I mean, he's hurt right now. And yeah. I think he'll probably get hurt again. But, I don't know. To me, I don't like predicting injuries, but I think those three guys, you know, at some point they'll all hit the IELTS again this season. I think the Angels are the third best team in this division. I think they'll finish ahead of the Mariners and Rangers, but I I think they're done as far as contending. They maybe find a way in the wild card, but they won't be in the division race. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think the Angels are kind of done when it comes to contention this year because I really don't see anything this team has right now that can make them better unless they go for a trade because... They're How about still, a four-game series against Texas? I mean, they're hitting the ball well, but Texas... Texas have been good so far. I'll talk about right. Texas here in a yeah, minute, yeah. but... Uh, yeah. I don't think the Angels are that good of a team, and so I, I, I think this would be a realistic thing for them to just sit around 500 for the rest of the season. I don't think they're going to be last place in the division. I think they're probably still, or might be the third best team in the division, but 500 seems something about right for me with the Angels. Yeah. All right. I, I just I just want to see Mike Trout in the playoffs, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I would love it too, but Even Mike Trout needs to stay healthy for that to happen, and I think he's had an aisle stint the last, like, four years. Mm-hmm. He still wins MVPs, but he needs to be healthy the whole year. Yeah, and still puts up a war of mm-hmm. 10 every single year, but let's talk about the most underrated and overrated teams so far in the league uh, in the 2021 season, and then we'll be... What should uh, I start with? Uh, let's go... Oh, uh, underrated. Underrated? All right. I'm going to go with the San Francisco Giants. I got you, everybody listening. Uh, Posey, Belden, Longo. We're hitting like it's 2009. Uh, that rotation is absolutely nasty. Gosman with a 1970 RA. Wood, 1.8. Descalfani, 2.4. Anibal Sanchez out of nowhere with a 3 ERA. Are you kidding me? And Johnny Coito finally back from injury. He's at 3.5 ERA, but he's going down. Yeah, well, that's, last start, that's pretty though. good, though. He did. But the biggest wild card, guys. Taylor or Tyler? Tyler um, Rogers. Tyler. 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 Tyler Rogers. Last year kind of became a meme. Because he sucked. Because he sucked. He had like a 7 ERA last year. He's, got, he's throwing .087. Yeah. With his curveball rises. Holds. Mm-hmm. 10 holds. Yeah. It's never going to be a closer, but I, no. I think uh, a setup man is a perfect spot for him. I think it'd make perfect sense. They just had Cesar Valdez in their bullpen at this point with his dead fish changeup that he throws. But anyway, my point is I don't think the lineup is going to hold, but I think this pitching staff's legit, and they need to be talked about more. I mean, I'm going with the Giants, the most underrated team, too, I believe have tied for the most wins in baseball or like one off yes. the Red Sox yeah. and A's or wh- wherever they are. But Buster Posey, I checked like three days ago, hitting 397 on the year. I, he didn't even do that in his best years. He's not going to hold 397. It's not realistic. He's not going to do that. Mm-hmm. But Crawford has like seven or eight bombs. Belt has probably the best two years in the big leagues past two years. And the guy who I think is the best hitter hasn't even got hot yet, Mike Yastrzemski. Mm. I think a lot of these guys come down to earth, but I think Yaz at some point gets hot, helps that lineup out a ton. Uh, the pitching, I've liked that guys with a lot of good stuff, but haven't been able to be consistent across their careers. But now Gosman looks Gosman looks like a stud. Uh, Cueto, he needs to stay healthy. Animal Sanchez, I don't think maintains a three, but <laughs> I, I think it would be unfair... I think it is unfair that they're not being talked about more than they are. They they have the best record, tied for the best record in bigs. So, yeah, I, I like the Giants' take, but I also don't think they're going to maintain any anywhere close to this. The, the whole I, rest of this, I season. agree. I guess right holding them right underrated now, in a month, yeah. will be more, yeah, efficient. Yeah. But if we, 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 I want to talk. About if we see this team and we look at the guys on the roster and we look, say, oh, I mean, thirty-five year old, he's having a good season. A resurgence season, maybe just a, I don't know about a fluke here, but a resurgence season mm-hmm. for, for a couple of them. But when it's the whole team doing it, you know, that can't be can, like maintained. I mean, maybe a couple of them do, though. Yeah, but I, I mean, yeah, all, all of them is the City not World Series team. They yeah. did it. But 
but when you look at this team and how they've competed in the last few years and to their stats this year, it's just like it's it's a cliff jump, but like reverse. Like they're just going up out of nowhere. And uh, I don't think it's going to be maintained. I do see this team probably around 500. I think the, the bullpen is better than any part of the team. But as far as the starters, as far as the, the, the lineup, I don't think it's going to be able to be maintained with the odds of just having 35-year-olds continue to, to do the things that they did in their 20s. I mean, I think Posey's maybe one guy who could. He's not going to maintain 397, yeah. but he could hit 340. I think a year off for him, getting that hip healed up was huge. Yeah, but my most underrated team is not going to be the Giants. It's actually going to be the team that the Giants just swept, and that's because of our expectations for this team when the season started. And that's the Texas Rangers. We kind of expected this team to be terrible just throughout the whole season. Uh, we thought they were yeah, I had them as my worst team. A good contender for a 100-loss season, and it kind of seems evident that that's probably not going to happen this year. Uh, it's the Texas Rangers, and they... They've just competed, honestly, so far. They've got great contributions from Adoles Garcia, guy that we'll talk about in a bit. Uh, Isaiah Conner Falefa, one of the most interesting men in baseball because he plays catcher as well as shortstop and second Chris base. Chris Davis coming back. KD is coming back. Uh, Nick Solak's been amazing it's for been them. Amazing. Gallo's been putting together some good ABs. The rotation's been all right, and same with their bullpen, but it's. Uh, for a team that we expected to be as bad as the Rangers were going to be, yeah. for them to be sitting around 500, I think is astonishing to me. That's fair. So let's go to the other side of the spectrum with the most overrated team in baseball. This one's hard for me because I really don't want to do it, but I watch them every day and I go through the pain of being an Ace fan. Uh, they're minus 10 run differential right now, 13 and 11 at home, and they just don't score enough runs with the wishy-washy pitching they've had this year. Um that's, uh, I mean, that's about it. I don't have any analytics to explain how I feel about them. I, I mean, I, I'm going to refuse the point. The run differential minus 10, you look at how the A started, 1-7. I believe they were minus 30 yeah. run differential within the first week, which I think is a huge part of them being, you know, 10 under. But I think they're pitching a solid. I mean, Lazardo, Montas, they're going to have shaky starts every once in a while, but they have great stuff. Chris Bassett, I think, is a stud. He's pitching right now. Uh, he's... I think he's a very solid top of the rotation guy. But the A's are always going to be a team that's streaky. I think looking at differentials is unfair for a team like that. Because, I mean, okay. you look at them, they started 1-7. and seven. Right now, they're currently tied for the most wins in the big league and beating a team that's also tied. So, I think it's unfair to put the A's as overrated. But for me, I'm actually going to go with the Angels. And it's simply for the fact that they're getting a ton of media attention. And I think this is because, you know, Otani specifically. He's breaking um, records every day. Yeah, they're breaking records. I don't think they're a bad team. I think they're about a 500 team, which they are. So I'm not going to go overrated in the sense of the record, but overrated in the sense of how much media attention they're getting as opposed to a team like Texas or the Giants, who Texas has about the same record, getting no media attention. Giants tied for the best record in baseball, getting far less than the Angels. Yeah, I'm a rebut. Uh, Skyler's point first before I get into mine All right. uh, about the A's and their streakiness. If you look at any team in that will be season and you take out their, their streaks, their big streaks, where they lose eight in a row or win eight in a row, what are they? They're 500. And that, that's what makes a team, if they have more hot streaks or more cold streaks, and obviously the A's won 13 in a row, and that's kind of been the, the outlier in the record so far. So 
it's something that you can look at and say, oh, well, they only were good because because of this one stretch. But that one stretch happened, and 13 games is nothing to joke you about. You can also say they were only bad because of their first stretch. So it's, it's, but it's I mean, both ways, you know. But then they won. They you bad. know, I don't think this is a bad team. This should be a playoff team. I just think uh, considering them to be in championship contention is, well, is not, that. It's not correct. Yeah, I think they're very divisional contention and uh, a team that could be top three in the AL for the whole regular season goes. And obviously, sure. if you're top three in the, in the regular season, chances are your top three when it comes to playoffs as well. But my most overrated team is going to be the Angels as well. I think this media attention kind of goes towards like how the Angels have built their team within the last 10 years. And it's just star power. It's star power and nothing else. Uh, it's very rare to see an Angels team have guys that aren't that are like in the middle of the pack. You either see studs or you see guys that aren't that good. And you have Trout, you have Rendon, you have Walsh who's been good. You have Shohei who has been good. You have Fletcher who has been good. But everybody else is just average when it comes to it or or below average. And that's kind of why I see the Angels is overrated as well because they. They get the media attention, but at the end of the day, they're they're not a playoff team, and they're going to be sitting around 500 the whole season. All right. Well, let's get to our weekly awards because that's the funnest part. Skyler, yeah. who is your player of the week? My awards are going to be short and sweet. John Means should have been a perfect game, but there was an error, I believe. But the catcher. Yeah. Uh, 12Ks. The cutter and changeup, like I said, are nasty pitches. Uh, he's my player of the week. Shout out to Wade Miley. I, I believe the error pass ball can actually came on a strikeout, which allowed the run on base. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, but for me, I mean, I think it's the, the two guys who do no hitters obviously should yeah. be the player of the week. But I'm gonna go with Jordan just to put a hitter in there. Mm-hmm. Jordan Alvarez, four twenty three, three home runs, six RBIs, eight oh eight slugging, solid week from a guy who just mashes. Yeah, my player of the week is gonna be Adoles Garcia. We'll talk about the pictures here soon. Really. Two home runs, seven RBIs, 420 average, uh, 440 on base percentage. I'm just surprised you did it. He's a guy that mashes and uh, and talks to be rookie of the year this year, obviously. So I'll, maybe I'll talk about him here when it comes to the rookie of the week because kind of the same rookie for yeah, player. Yeah. But uh, what's your pitcher of the week, Skeller? Pitcher of the week is John Means for really? the same reasons. Yeah. Short and sweet. I mean, yeah, Means, Miley, Pitcher of the Week. I'm going to give a shout-out to Sean Mania, who had seven and, I think, a third no-hit innings, but the other two obviously deserve it over yeah, him. Kyle, uh, of course, jinxed that. <sighs> I didn't jinx anything. Jinx isn't real. Uh, <laughs> you got me. But, yeah, Means, Miley, obviously the guys here. Uh, they're my Pitchers of the Week for co-pitcher. Because when, you, when two right. people throw no-hitters, you can't really just give it to one. Yeah. All right. Who's your Rookie of the Week, Skyler? My Rookie of the Week is going to be Seth Brown. I know Garcia had better numbers, but Seth Brown, 364, two homers, five RBIs, was the savior in multiple wins for the Ace this week, so he gets the nod. Yeah, I'm taking Seth Brown for the same reason. Obviously, I got to see what he did, walk-off home run. He had also had the only other RBI in that game to keep it a tie game going into the bottom of the ninth. I, 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 like, I like guys who are clutch. He had a very clutch week. Mm-hmm. Garcia probably had the better stats, but, you know, Seth Brown, two homers, five RBIs, three six. And a homegrown guy? Four seventeen on base. Yeah. You can get my nod. Yeah. Uh my rookie of the week's gonna be Adolis Garcia. He had quite a bit more at bats than Seth Brown did, though. Mm-hmm. I think he had ten more at bats. But mm-hmm. an honorable mention goes to Seth Brown because mm-hmm. the four and eleven 
4411. I think that makes 364 average with three home runs and five RBIs is nothing to to ponder about. I mean, he had a great great week and uh, it's fun to watch him as an A's fan. Right. But let's go to the bets and let's get on out of here. Team of the week. Team of the week. Oh yeah, team of the week. Actually, I forgot about that. Keep on. Oh, we always forget about that. We do. Together, who's your team of the week? I'm going with St. Louis, five and two. They swept Colorado. Nothing crazy, but they're now atop of the NL Central. Yep, I'm gonna go with the Mets. One five straight. I think five and one over the last six, which has been the last seven days, and seven of the last ten. They haven't been hitting that good. I think they have a two twenty two average as a team, which is pretty awful. But they have a one point oh nine whip and a two twenty two batting average against the pitching staff has been carrying that team. Roman. I like the Mets here, and for the same reasons that Brett said. All right, let's go. Get it moving. Let's go to the bets now. Finally, Skyler, or not Skyler. Let's go to the this past week, uh, where I had Kansas City winning the series against Chicago. They got swept, so that did not happen. Skyler had Cleveland winning over Kansas City on Shane Wednesday. Bieber through a gym. Yep, and Kansas City hasn't won since we last made our uh, episode thirty-four. Brett had the Warriors take both from the Thunder. That was the easiest layup I think I've ever seen in my life, so props to him. But for this week, I... Actually, you guys go first. All right, well, I'm going to take the Dodgers over Seattle on Wednesday. That's Julio Urias versus Justin Dunn. Um, I just like Urias against the Mariners lineup. The lefty... Uh, yeah, you really he had great success against last time, against Seattle last time they mm-hmm. pitched. I think he had his career high in strikeouts that game, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. But I'm going to go with the Reds and Sonny Gray over one of my favorites, Trevor Cahill and the Pittsburgh Pirates on Wednesday. The sinker legend. Cahill, if he's on, he, you know, he might put up good numbers, but Sonny Gray is just a better pitcher. Reds have a better lineup. Give me the Reds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got a doubleheader tomorrow with the Padres and the Rockies. Uh, Double dipping, and I'm taking the Padres to sweep this doubleheader as my layup. Rockies kind of suck, or they do suck, and the Padres, despite uh, no Fernando Tatis, they're sending Darvish and Snell to the mound, so I'm picking them with their new acquisitions this season. Now let's go to the bowl predictions. I had the Reds sweeping Cleveland. That did not happen. Obviously, Wade Miley threw a no-hitter, but mm-hmm. the sweep was not complete. Together had Sam Houston over JMU in the FCS uh, semifinal. Semifinal. Way, I don't know how bold that one. That was a two versus three matchup, I believe. But it was like a seven point okay, spread for okay. JMU. Uh, Skyler's Darvish throws next hitter. One from a few weeks ago was still yeah. kind of around with uh, Bumgarner's half no hitter. Well, mm-hmm. we'll call it no hitter, but not in this sense. Uh, Red now because we got two no hitters this week. Yes. Red had Whoa. Red had something <laughs> in yellow because and I can't really read sure, it. Sherman comes back to the Niners. Uh, Sherman hasn't signed anywhere yet, so this one's still kind of up in the air. But obviously, as of now, he's still a free agent. Yeah. But bull prediction this week. I got the Rangers uh, taking three out of four over the Astros this weekend. All right. I'm sticking with Sam Houston. I'm going to say they get the. FCS championship win over South Dakota State. Last week, they were down 24-3 to at halftime. And offense, defense, special teams, you name it, they did everything perfectly, came back and won that game. And uh, I think this one is minus four for South Dakota. I think Sam Houston outright wins. Wow. I mean, I don't know what to say. Sam Houston. I don't either because I don't know anyone yeah. on either of those teams. Exactly. 
You just gotta, I'm going to have the Giants getting a sweep against the horrible Pittsburgh Pirates. As I don't even know if that's bold because the Giants have been good, but, you know, any sweep. Yeah. So, Real Giants quick, over right. Pittsburgh yeah. and sweep. Before we get out of here, who are some notable people on the same Houston football team that we should know about? Uh, so we'll see you next. <laughs> That's been don't have the name. I've watched one game. Yeah. I apologize. Well, I thought maybe you knew like their quarterback's name or something. I thought you'd know the whole roster with how much you watch it. I watched one game. I don't remember his name. I'm sorry, SMU, SMU, Sam Houston quarterback. If you're listening, I apologize. <laughs> sorry, man. <laughs> Skeller, wrap us out of here, man. All right. Uh, very fun episode, guys. Lots of baseball and. We're starting to see things shape out. Yeah. Kind of starting to understand what teams are. Obviously, we still yeah. had the little drastic stretch with the Royals, but uh, starting to understand what teams are this year. Yeah. Uh, next week, we'll be back with more baseball, of course. Hopefully, some Aaron Rodgers news. Yeah. Maybe yeah. some basketball. This is true. Yeah, this is basketball. true. When we come back, next, it'll be the first day. Next Tuesday will be the first playing game. Yeah, I'm not sure which game that will be, but it will be next Tuesday, probably during our show. Yeah, we might actually have an NBA preview playoff type. Probably, thing. honestly. Get Ian. All right, I, episode 35. 36. 36. This is episode 35. Yeah, this is episode yeah. 35. All right, well, I, I don't know what I'm even saying, so <laughs> let's get out of here. Go Jets. Where's the Twitter? Twitter's out of Max Sports. Instagram? That's a Mac Sports. What about the YouTube and TikTok? Immaculate Sports. And where are we going? To the Jets. Guatemala. <laughs> <laughs>